I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah. We won't be taking any economics lessons from that guy. That Prime Minister should be taking economics lessons from everyone. <laughs> everyone. This is a guy who said budgets balance themselves right before he doubled the debt. This is a guy who said he doesn't think about monetary policy right before he led interest rates to rise faster than at any time in Canadian history. Funny little exchange in Parliament over a question period on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Finger-wagging by Pollyavra to Trudeau and right back at them. Uh, let us bring in Mr. Tom Korski. He is, of course, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Good of you to join us, sir. Thank you, Alex. Uh, I had to ask you about this because I saw it in the Globe and Mail on Wednesday. And, and you guys have been ahead of this covering it for a long, long time on COVID spending and who's getting what and all these cozy relationships. So I thought it was interesting that the RCMP now investigating the allegations of misconduct involving uh, outsourcing and um, it's, you know, projects that it did, one with uh, the CBSA, Canada Border Service Agency, uh, ArriveCAN's name's in that. So they're looking into it. The problem is, this is the iron law. Anytime you have a ton of money going out the door with no parliamentary committee scrutiny, there's going to be shenanigans. That's just the way it is on Parliament Hill. And so you start to see this more and more. And, and, and in particular, during the COVID, there was, in, in some circumstances, virtually no questions asked. My favorite mm. was the National Research Council that acted as a proxy to hand out some pandemic relief checks. Employees complained about the overtime because they were writing so many checks. They couldn't literally send them out fast enough, virtually no questions asked. Alex, mm. where's your pandemic inquiry? Okay. Cabinet promised this. The pandemic is over, says the World Health Organization. Where is the judge's inquiry into pandemic contracting? I've always said the day you get such an investigation is the day someone starts going to jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Uh, they're too busy trying to launch inquiries, uh, certainly in Ontario, into the green belt. Uh, so we're not going to get a pandemic follow-up, certainly at the provincial level here. But you are right. Maybe someone will ask about that because the prime minister's uh, talking, certainly today. I got to get into this one because this is just, this is so crazy. that I'm like, I don't understand how it happens. How does it happen that the finance minister, Christopher Freeland and her department, they can't say how, how many billions is being spent on debt interest? I mean, she was at a Senate committee. They're being asked, like, how much money do we pay to service debt? Like, what are you projecting this year? And they're like, yeah, no, we don't know. Senate National Finance Committee, they asked a question very plainly, could not provide an answer. I don't think they were being a secretive or Machiavellian. I don't think they know, Alex. That's the point. They have a problem. <laughs> MP 50 Chambers billion of them. They got 50 billion problems. Finance. Exactly. Yeah. MP Chambers, uh, Simcoe North, used to work in the Department of Finance. And he has pointed out you have $418 billion, it's almost half a trillion dollars in debt that is up for renewal. Everyone with a mortgage knows what that means. So what are your debt servicing charges? This is the fastest growing item in the federal budget. Nothing comes close. It's not even close. When the feds projected last spring, and that was two rate hikes ago, 
that they would spend half, uh, half at least $50 billion yeah. in interest debt charges by 2026. Well, what is it now? That's twice the size of the national defense budget. That, yeah. That's more than we yeah. spend on Medicare. It's a staggering... It's pharmacare, it's childcare, it's every program uh, we want absolutely. pissed out the window. And you know the magic? And this is the best part. The bondholders are always the first in line every budget year. You starve if you have to. The bondholders want their payments and they will get it. Mm. And uh, I, I don't think the finance uh, assistant uh, associate deputy minister was being clever when she told the Senate National Finance Committee, really, I have no idea. I don't think they have any idea. I, I, if they did, we wouldn't be in this fix in the first place. In other words, it's so gargantuan, they can't figure it out, which is terrifying for a number, a number of reasons. And then you've got this story, and certainly if you haven't read the National Post, um, Chris Nardi's piece and a Adrian Humphrey on who got their bank account uh, shut down. They got a fantastic piece on, on a high-up lobbyist. It's too long for me to explain, but just this very wealthy guy connected to government who got his bank account uh, shut down. But more than 800 people in this country have been debanked over the last five years. And this is according to, you know, access to info records. This is such an abuse of power. I don't care what you think about the convoys. I don't care what you're... Anyone who gets a bank, it's, it's not a small thing when you get your bank. You can't live, you can't survive without a bank account. No, it's an essential service. And so you can't have public utilities saying, you know, we just kind of randomly shut off the power to 800 homes for real. Well, no comment. We can't talk about it. What we do know through Access to Information Act on this, we only know this number because it was disclosed by complainants to the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada. People called the federal agency to complain. And we know that it has nothing to do with suspected criminality. Of course, you should be shutting down bank accounts held by gangsters. But that doesn't apply here. The Bank Act is very specific. If you're a banker, you have to have a really good reason to close a depositor's account. What would it be 800 times? You talk about mm -hmm. parliamentary scrutiny. There is a job for parliamentary committee, Senate Banking Committee, if they choose. What's going on in the banking community? Because you know there's virtually no oversight. Oh, the, yeah. the financial consumer agency, that's, forget it. That's a fax machine on a stool sitting in an empty room. There's no oversight, but there's something going on. Well, there's certainly more than just a few truck drivers involved. They've been doing this and using the banks as, as a weapon. It's not okay, and they do have to get, get to the bottom of it. It's, it's not okay. Before I run out of time with you, because this is a big, big story, and certainly when you apologize to the Jewish community about letting a Nazi into to Parliament, you've got to follow it up with action. And what Jewish communities want is they want a list, this secret list of Nazis that um, were you know, part of the Deschen inquiry, that were let into this country, they are war criminals, and they don't want to release it. Now, Trudeau's government says, well, we're thinking about it, and the authorities, you, you guys don't think they'll do it. Pointed out by uh, Senator Paula Simons, Alberta senator in the Senate, that 14 years ago, no one paid attention, but it was important, cabinet signed on to the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, headquartered in Berlin. If you want to be a member of that group, you must sign an oath, and they did. I'm quoting, we'll take all necessary steps to facilitate opening of archives in order to ensure all documents bearing on the Holocaust are available to all researchers, not some researchers, not when I feel like it, not to avoid embarrassment. The whole truth, nothing but the truth, they don't have a choice. They're going to have to release that uh, master list 
of Nazi fugitives, Alex. They don't have a choice. I don't. Well, it, sh- it, it shouldn't be a choice. It is. For, it is record. It's history. It is shameful, and we deserve to know. I, what, what, what are they trying to hide? Like, would it be, it's going to be embarrassing? Okay, fine. Well, we're led to believe there's some, there may be some conflict in cabinet on this. The Ministry of Immigration has said, let's go. He said, there's some people want to know. There's no excuse for holding it back any further. Possibly some question if any of these people are still alive. Mm-hmm. You're talking pretty old. This is a 1985 list of men who were old then. Of course, everyone's going to get upset because we all know there's going to be certain community groups that are going to get very upset about these lists. But you said it, Alex, time marches on, and we're not going to perpetually seal historical record because it hurts people's feelings. Yeah, or erase them. Tom, i got to go. But we'll talk Thanks, again. Alex. I appreciate Thank it you. always. My pleasure. Tom Gorski never uh, runs out of things to say, and uh, worth every penny for the subscription to uh, hear what they have to say. So we'll see that list, I hope.